Hey, Chosen Girls, and welcome to our Chosen Podcast this month. I am so excited to see you and have you join with me today because I'm getting to talk to one of my very best friends, Wendy Treat. Wendy and her husband, Casey, pastor an incredible, awesome church that we just got back from being with them last weekend, Christian Faith in Seattle, Washington, 40 years. Oh my goodness, 40 years. And I, I, we were talking about when I was there with Wendy, how long have we known each other? At least 30, I think of those yeah, 40. Yeah, at least 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> at least 30 years, which is amazing. So I'm glad you get to join with us today, Chosen Girls, because uh, Wendy is such an encourager. Thank you so much for joining with our Chosen Girls today. Um, I wanted to talk to you today because, I, you know, first of all, I want our girls to know what an encouragement you have been to me personally for those 30 years, always been a lifter and an encourager, always lifted me to a higher level. And um, I appreciate that. And I am so blessed by our friendship and your acceptance of me and my family into your family. We're all one big family. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> we are. So it's, it's amazing. And to walk through so many amazing things uh, with you, hard things and good things, which is life. And that's mm -hmm. normal. But mm -hmm. I told Wendy, one of the things that what I want to talk to Wendy today about, and I think it'll really minister to all our chosen girls, is Wendy started doing this every week. She started doing it. It's called Fierce Friday. And yes. it's like about, what, two minutes or about it's two a minute. minutes, two, three? Just it's one. a minute. It's just in one just minute. One. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I knew it wasn't very, I mean, it's like, but it's these tidbits of amazing encouragement every week. And I look forward to them. And I think that they're great. I don't know how long you've been doing, but at least a year, huh? Yeah, a couple or, of years. A couple of years, yeah. So time goes by so fast, but <laughs> <laughs> too fast. But um, anyway, I was I was just thinking about that because every week she's encouraging us as women or guys, whoever listens to it, right. certainly guys should listen to it too, to be fierce because we mm -hmm. have to be fierce. And to start these fierce, when she started Fierce Friday, it was before COVID started happening. And yep. I think God was using those to prepare people and women for, hey, what's coming? You're going to have to be fierce, which you know, fierce is you have to be intense. You have to have this yeah. ferocious, aggressive yeah. faith and, and this aggressive faith and disposition within you that no matter what happens, you're going to overcome it, not by your own person, what's in you, but because of who's in you. So yeah. I want to talk to you about that. So tell me, I mean, because Wendy's desire and I hear her say this over and over and over. I want you to live your best life. Yes. I want you to live this amazing, abundant life that God has for you. And I think that that's one of the reasons that you started doing that is to each week speak something into the, the women that are watching that to give them a tidbit of something that week or that next week that gives them to, to think about to yeah. walk into that aggressive, I, this aggressive display of ferociousness as a woman. And I think that's really what you want, right? Uh, absolutely. In fact, even when I started it now, you, when you said the date, I thought, oh my gosh, I might be in it three, three years now. Maybe even, oh, wow. maybe even going into four. Oh, because, wow. And I really thought about the word. 
um, because there's a lot of amazing words. I mean, I've had cherish, I've had celebrate, I've done different things through the years. You have chosen. I love these words. All of them have extreme, really very significant spiritual words. And so it's funny. I, I just have this fears because I, and what, and look at the time that we are in that I see, like even God in looking forward, it's like, in order to really have what God wants us to have, we have to have a, a fierceness, a fight. Uh, if you just lay down, you know, if you just live life and think, hey, devil, I'll, I'll leave you alone. You leave me alone. That's kind of a thought that unfortunately many people have. It, right. It's like, hello, you just died. Yeah, you, you you will not have what God wants you to have. No, nope. your, your marriage won't have what you want to have. Your children's life will not have what you'll you'll be so sad and disappointed, and there'll be things in your life you're like, hey, what happened? And and I guess there's this thing inside of me that has said, rise up, yes. people of God, and there has to be a fierceness. And I don't mean a meanness. Fierce is not being mean. No, Fierce is not being excluding others or being thoughtless. But there's a fierceness in your very being of soul that says, I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to fight for my marriage. I'm going to have a fierceness for my children that they will, that I'm going to train them up. But when they're trained up, they are going to love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Because I'm going to have a fierceness of dedication to it. And a fierceness is it has all different personalities to it because it has the meditator, it has the lover, it has the driver, it has the salesman's personality to it. And then we adapt it into our life. But there is a inside that to me, the fierce is that inside godly determination that, yeah, the world comes at me. Yep. I've got some valleys that have that just wanted to hit me in the face. Yep. I've had situations that I really honestly didn't think were going to happen in my life. Sure. But instead of like just being submerged in them and instead of letting them take over my whole life, I might. I might feel paralyzed a couple times. And you know, when, when I mean by paralyzed, I mean, sometimes some situations hit our life and we're like, oh, it's kind of like we, oh, we, yeah. we freeze in the moment, but I'm not staying there. Right. I'm not Amen. Gonna stay That's in that the state. difference. That's the yeah. difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, if, and we have to, I mean, there is a, a determination because there is no such thing as an easy life for anybody. That's you know, correct. There's, there, I mean, I think in my first years as a Christian, I kind of thought, well, if I do everything right, then I'm going to get everything right back. And that was really based on my work, not understanding biblical understanding that the Bible's made it very clear. Genesis to Revelation. If we read our Bible, we will realize every amazing person in the Bible, every hero of faith in the Bible, every man, every woman, every king, every peasant of the Bible all went through hard, challenging times. There's no such thing of living on earth and not having something hit you in the face. You know, many times different challenges come up. So the the thing about it is get our head out of the sand and think that we, um, and, and realize that I've got to be bigger than that. I've got to stand up and be very strong in that and really do right. what God has called me to do. Amen. That's so true. Yeah, because there is a verse that says, don't let you don't let your back be like the ground for the enemy to walk on. And mm-hmm. that is a decision you have to make. I'm not going to do this because like you said, you could you would just lay down. 
you just lay down and it's like whatever is going to happen is going to happen and I'm not going to fight and because you have to fight for the life that God has for you. It mm-hmm. is not easy and you have to fight for it and you do have to have this inner like you said fierceness, not an angry and mean and angry, but this fierceness that comes from knowing you know, and that's what I want to talk about knowing about, mm-hmm. how, first of all, you know, it comes from knowing who you are and you have to yeah. know that first, right? Wouldn't you say that to be this amazing, incredible, fierce woman that God wants you to be? I think one of the most, the first most important thing that I think about is to be able to do that. I've got to know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and unfortunately too many of us, get our belief about God and belief about who we are from all the things that we've seen from either the media or from a really stupid movie, or (laughs) we thought that we kind of heard some spiritual person say something spiritual, but we didn't, we don't really have, we didn't really put together the puzzle of God's word and say, you know what, I've got to figure this out. There's pieces that I need to understand. And the only way I can find my, the pieces to put together who I am is by reading God's word by listening to, there's some amazing teachers that I have had. I've just been blessed with listening to also their interpretation and understanding of the Bible so that I can begin to get this picture of who I am. And I'll tell you, one of the people don't be listening to is people that are mean and, uh, you know, judgmental. Yeah. Don't be in the, I can't, you can't, nobody's good enough. You know, don't listen to negative, negative, just the negative. There, the Bible is full from Genesis to Revelation with men and women doing amazing things for God, but God showing them how who they are, their their spirit, their soul, their body. And, and I guess one of the, the main scriptures, I mean, it's kind of like God says, you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he says, and marvelous is that. It's marvelous. marvelous. I mean, if I knew no other scripture, but that one scripture in Psalms, I would say, okay. Okay, yeah. God says, I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. So that means for any single one of your chosen women listening, you could say, understand, you know, you might not have been chosen by your parents. You right. might have been abused in the family that you were at. You yep. might have been married, divorced two or three times. You might have had abortions. You might have lived in an alternative lifestyle. You might have done a lot of things in your past and said, oh, no, you know what? You don't know what, what I've done and you don't know what has happened in my life. And you don't right. know that I, I am not okay. And I would say, right. well, all of those sad moments, sad situations were not God's perfect will for your life. Cause he wanted you to be safe and secure. You had some bad things happen. Yep. You did. Now you can, instead of letting those identify your future, you can decide, okay, those were not God's will for me. So I'm going to figure out what does God say? And I'm going to start what we would call renewing your mind, getting the thoughts of God instead of taking on, I was abandoned and I was unloved. Okay. You were abandoned and you were loved by that person, but guess what? God didn't abandon you and he does love you. So you have to change your thinking to take God's thinking over what the situation happened in your life. You know, Oh yeah. I, you know, I've tried to get married two, three, four, five. I had, I had, I had a, a Casey's uncle got married 14 times. Wow. Hello, 14 times. <laughs> he certainly could find no love out there. You know, you could say, oh my gosh. So I'm just going to say there could be some of our chosen girls that are, they've been married many times and you think you don't understand. I mean, I have just failed over and over and over. Yeah. Well, you can acknowledge I didn't do so good with that. 
and God still and God still says, uh, yeah, you know what? That's okay for you to acknowledge that. Be honest yeah. about what has happened in your life, but let's move from bad place and let's not let that tattoo the rest of your life. Right. I agree. Yeah, so good. Yeah, you were talking uh, the last fierce uh, Friday that you did. You were you read it First Peter five six and saying, "But be content with who you are. Be you." Mm-hmm. And you said, "Who who you are?" And you said, "You can choose to be a victim." Mm-hmm. Uh, of your circumstances and of all the things that you were talking about, all those kinds of things that happen because everybody has a story, uh-huh. and some of those are all there. Those stories are not always pretty, and we all have that story. But what are you going to do with that story? Mm-hmm. But you were talking about you know because it's your history or your story, but mm-hmm. life situations, you know, are you going to choose to walk in victory in Jesus? And you were talking about that. That's the way to the new life is walking in Jesus, you know, and being content with who he's made you to be and not trying to be somebody else. Right. Because everybody has another story. And that's one thing you talk about a lot that I think is really important for our girls to hear, too. Yeah. Well, not, you know, it's, it's something how often, especially with our social media and our and look and comparing ourselves all the time on photos and and not even realize how much people know how to edit and fix and take care of, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but 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 we look at so many other people and then we 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 wish we were. Now, mind you, God has spoken to our identity from the very beginning of Genesis to Revelation. So to have a poor self-image is not new to today. You know, just because we do have social media and it's very emphasized, they still had poor self-image way back in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. It still was dealing with your self-image. But I can say of today's world, we have to be very aware. I said, man, mute some of those people that you've been following. Stop watching some of this stuff that all you do is watch it and then get off of it and feel bad and feel comparison. And I'm I'm not old enough or I'm too old. You know, I remember sitting, man, we met each other when we were probably in our late 20s, early 30s. Now early we're 30s, 60s. Yeah. I'm like, hello, I know. you know? Yes. I know, we got the lines to show it. You know what I mean? Yes. We've got that. <laughs> but we didn't have those when we first met and we, when we were a little bit yeah. thinner, you know, I was, yeah. you're a little, you, you looked pretty close to what you were, but you know, <laughs> I've had to really deal with this and I'm like, you know what? It's so easy to compare, to get frustrated, to look at what's out there and not say, okay, God didn't make a mistake. He didn't make a mistake. One that I, I'm a girl. You know, he said, yep, yeah. I got to have, ma-. I like both. He said, I had, I made male and I made female and he, you're one of them. Right. So yes. then he goes then, and then he made, this is the thing too, about people with all different colors across the globe. Right. I'm like, look, God didn't make a mistake with the color that you are. He loves yeah. them all. Absolutely. Now we, we, and as humans, we've had, you know, we put ourselves in all little groups and categorize and one's good, one's bad. And I'm like, guess what? God does not. <laughs> God right. does not. I'm going to say that like a hundred times, but I'll, I'll just, say, just pretend I just did. Is that <laughs> God does not have a favorite of that because right. he, all you got to do, I always say when people think God has a favorite, okay, well look at creation then. Does God have a favorite fish of the sea? And yet they're all different shapes, sizes, and color. Does he have a favorite animal across the globe? There are everything from the tall giraffe to the little tiny little ant. And yet he made them and he, he didn't say, oh, what I, I, I got to make some ants. I don't really want to because I really only want to make the giraffes because they're the pretty ones. 
No, he made all of creation. And so in humanity, we humans are the problem with how we think because God showed in his creation, color, size, beauty, look, and how much he applauded it. You know, and he made creation for us to enjoy. Yes. And we turn around and we're, we, we compare, we're mad. I wish I was, I wish I was shorter. I wish I was taller. I wish I was all the different looks that we compare ourselves to. And I'm like, you know what? We need to, we need to just slow down, look at ourselves in the mirror and begin to speak on a regular basis. Thank you, Father God, that you made me. Amen. Thank you that you That's made good. me the way I am. Thank yep. you that whatever it might be, that is the thing that possibly was a thing that you would have liked to really change. Just say, God, you know what? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and you say marvelous is this. And, you know, yeah, you didn't make me the ant you because know, the ant's small. Maybe, maybe you go, well, I kind of, I kind of relate to the, you know, to the lion or to the hippopotamus, or maybe you relate to something else that God has created and showed the beauty of what he creates. But you just have to learn how to say, I'm just going to go ahead and just start being thankful instead of feel the victim. Mm, that's so good. And we all struggle with it. We all do. Uh -huh. We we all do. I mean, I think definitely when I met you and and you started encouraging me in just in my walk, you know, as a pastor's wife um, and as, as a mom and encouraging me and the gift that God had in me, because I was like, like you said, I was, of course, we were so young and, <laughs> we <laughs> and we're still young. We're still we young. Uh, but, you know, we I was just like very insecure into what, you know, God, you have something for me? Because everybody in Rick's family is very strong. I mean, Rick's strong, his sister's strong, his dad was strong, his mom, everybody. You know, and it's kind of like, and I would say to God, what's my place? You know, what is my place? What place do you have for me? And again, this renewing of the mind, but meeting you and encouraging me, well, there is something that God has for you as and a look. woman. And what, and what he wants to do with you, but you encourage me in that. And the part two, and talking about, we'll talk about more later a little bit about renewing your mind. And okay, well, what does that look like for me? And, yeah. and not, like you said, the comparing, well, no, I'm not going to be this or that, but what do you want me to be? And who are you calling to me to be? And walk in confidence in that. And we all do it. I mean, we all do it. It doesn't matter who you are or how you were raised. You could have had the most perfect life forever. You're still going to have that attack about who are you and are you really good enough? And is there really a purpose for your life? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and because the enemy's going to attack that, the enemy's not going to bother you if you're just like out there. Well, you know, because he's going to bother you and you've got this purpose for your life. That's why he's attacking mankind, um, to get you not from walking in what he, what God has for you. And if he can Absolutely. get you to believe that lie and, mm -hmm. and succumb to that, then you won't ever do it. You Absolutely. know, and, and it, you do have to be fierce to step into that place too. Yeah. You yeah. know, you have well, to and, be and in every single place. person that's listening right now should recognize you, Cindy, that if you would not have years ago started the journey of really seeing what God had in you, then not one person right now would be listening. No wow. one would be listening that's because true. you would not be doing this. That's and true. what you have done out of being willing to do the hard work of thinking a different thought about yourself, you, that's hard work. 
It you is know, hard work. It's, yeah. it's very cemented sometimes in the depth of our being. And you did the hard work to say, okay, I need to change the way I think because your insecurities will overwhelm the word of God if you let it. Your, your I can't will overwhelm that, that mission that God puts in your heart to do because it's like, no, I can't. Your fear will stop you. And, yes. And, but to watch you through the years take on what God has put within your heart to do and love and serve. And all I can think about that, Casey and I, we were talking about this after this weekend and you guys were with us. We said, look, look who Cindy is. Like, look at the love and the serving and the giving and the walking through the fear walls that were set up around you and the insecure walls that have been set up around you for all the different reasons that all of us, you know, we just deal with. And yet you you did the hard work that when you were feel fearful, you did it anyway. You know, yeah. when you were, I can't, you, you, you just laughed and, and your, I think your joy of giggle and that sweetness of what comes out of you has been your strength of like also one of the parts of you of just moving forward. Wow. Well, well, thank you. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. But it, but it is a decision. It is a decision you make and you have to make and all of us have to make whoever you are. We all have to make that decision. And I'm going to do this because I wanted more. I wanted that life. I wanted what God had for me more mm-hmm. than what was behind me and what I had experienced in my life, you know? And like I said, mm-hmm. you've been a, a huge cheerleader for me in doing that. And you started me on that journey. You know, I mean, I wasn't doing anything when I met. I mean, you know, I was going to church. I was raising my kids. But you still, I was not in that, you know, this place of, okay, a God, what is it you want me to do? What is it you mm-hmm. have for me? And what do I need to do to get there? Yeah. What are the steps that, and mm-hmm. it's been a journey. And we're mm-hmm. all on a journey. And none of us are at the same place in the journey. Right. And and we're all on a journey. And so, you know, and sometimes, too, we get to thinking, oh, man, but, you know, because I was like, wow, I wish I could have been raised in this awesome home and not had all this garbage and all this stuff that happened to me. And it's unfair. Don't we always say that people, we hear people say that life is unfair. Yes, it is. Okay. So just get used to it. Life is unfair. Things happen that are not fair, that aren't right. And so it's, uh, this question is, okay, that's going to happen. Life is unfair. Even when you grow up, even in the best of homes, still, when you get out and live your own life, things are going to happen. You have no control over that, that aren't good, that are hard, and you still have to make a decision. Okay. This is unfair. Why did that happen to me? Why can't it be, why can't I, my life be like this, but you have no idea really what's going on in that other person's life, but you have to decide, well, what am I going to do with that? Uh, when those things happen uh, to, to bear this fierce woman, what am I going to do with that? Am I going to be a victim or am I going to be victorious? I've got to make that. And we all have to make that decision. And you talk about that a lot too, about not letting, not being the victim and saying, no, you know, we are fighting. I've read this and, you know, we're fighting from a place of victory, not for it. We have it. You just have to fight from that place. Okay. I've got it, but I've got to take hold of it and grab it and walk in it now because it's been done for me. It's finished. It's done. It's finished. He finished it. 
So it's done, but what am I going to do with it? So right. uh, I think that's important to talk, to, you know, let the ladies hear about that too. You know, what am I going to do with that? Let's have this victorious life, right? Because his right. love, his grace, his mercy, it, it's it, it's going to carry us, you know, the power mm-hmm. of his love. And that's really what so changed my life was the power of God's love and yeah. actually knowing that I was loved, you know, and he mm-hmm. loved me. That was what so rocked my world and what completely changed me from being the victim to walking into the victorious life that God has for me. Right. You know, there's a story there's in the, in the book of Acts, there's um, Paul and he gets arrested and he's going to have to go to Rome. Right. So he has to go to Rome and it probably says to him, Hey, if you go to Rome, you know, what's going to happen. You're there. You're going to get bound. Bad things are going to happen. All these things are going to go. So he ends up, he's on this ship. Now, the thing about the story of Paul and the ship is that he didn't really want to be on the ship. The captain made the decision. This is what we're going to do. So now they're going down. They're in the they're in the water. Right. They're in the water and a storm comes up. Now, there's several things about this. It's really you know, pretty amazing. It's Paul didn't really he didn't want to be in a ship that's in a storm. It was a captain's fault that they were in the storm. So he could say, it's not my fault. What are you going to do? How am I going to get out of this? Well, he, he could have. But in humanity, there are many things that happen in all of our lives that because of somebody else's decision, we are in a storm. We are there and we're there. And that's just life. I mean, all of us, I could be in a car, somebody else is driving, they get an act. I mean, there's a lot of situations of life that I am there that I didn't make the choice that made the situation happen, but the situation is still going to happen. But the thing about Paul, he's in the midst of the storm. Okay. The waves are all over the place. It's going, everything's going to crash. They have not been able to see the, the sun, the star, the moon, which means in that day, they had no direction. They are upside down in the sense of being able to see. They didn't have their little cell phones. They could just pull out and have their little light on, you know, <laughs> so they were lost. And Paul is like, great. I'm on a boat in the middle of someplace. I can't see anything. They're throwing all the provision off the boat. So now what am I going to do? And what we see Paul does is he pulls out and has a time of worship with God. Mm-hmm. He has a time of showing in the midst so of the good. storm what he really believes in. And I thought, you know, all of us so have to good. realize we are going to be in different storms at time. And you could get into the blame game. You know, oh, somebody did this. My dad did it. My mom did it. My neighbor did it. My boss did it. I lost my job. I There are many storms that come up sickness, disease. I can remember the phone call that told me I had cancer. I mean, I'm like, what? Like I, I exercise every day. I eat well, I eat pretty good. I'm doing all these things. I mean, excuse me, you know, like what's happening in my life. And I'm like, Hey, I can choose what to do when the lights are out, the boat shaking. I got that phone call of despair. I don't know what's happening. We all, it is hard to think about it, but I mean, we've all been in just earth shaking moments of life of all levels from a little shake to a major shake. And we have the choice. Do we worship God and honor God's way in our spirit, our soul, and our body in the midst of that storm? Because that's where you get that renewal going on where you go, okay, my thought pattern wants to go down the pathway of disaster, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Or I can decide to go, okay, God, 
I'm not going to go down that pathway of disaster. I'm going to go down your pathway. And I, instead of allowing fear to be my comfort zone, I'm going to allow faith and I'm going to ask faith to be a part. And I'm going to start speaking because it says life and death is in the power Power of of what you're saying. So I'm going to start saying, Father God, I'm going to take right now your faith in this situation. I'm going to speak faith and I'm going to start speaking your provision. I'm going to start speaking your just that sense of peace that passes understanding. I don't know all the how to's. I don't know how to get totally out of this situation, but father God, I'm going to say thank you right now for your wisdom. As I'm walking this pathway, I thank you. And you begin to speak God's way and you go, well, I don't feel it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is all of us. Yep. every one of us in the yep. midst of a trial, yep. we all yep. don't want to at times, no, but don't. if you want the other side, if you want to go from the valley to the mountain, you just have to decide that I'm going to do it anyway. Will you slip up sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes that mud gets you and you kind of fall on your face and then you got a little mud on your face from the valley and you just have to wipe it off and, uh, and then just get back up again. That's the thing about everything in our walk with Christ is that, you know what, there's no such thing as everything is always perfect, but it doesn't mean that you're going to, you just get up again. You just, you know, plot on and plot on and you do the, you do the right thing over and over and over and you watch it begin to build this great, uh, the results of it are going to be showing in your life. If you do that, even when it's hard, you do it anyway. So good. So, so good. Oh, wow. That was so powerful. And the story of Paul, too. You're right. He had no control over that, but he was still in the midst of it. But then he, you know, went aside and he worshiped. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, and you, one of your um, Fierce Fridays, you talked about that, too. You talked about having this time that you get away, um, mm-hmm. that you separate yourself and you get away. And that's kind of what he did. And really, when he worshiped, then he was taking yeah. his focus off of everything that was around him and his focus on above, the things on above, to think on those things yeah. and to bring those thoughts captives. And that you talked about, um, uh, like I said, on one of the Fierce Fridays, you were talking about, you know, hey, you know, God, you know, Jesus himself took this time. He went away. Are we taking this time? And in the midst of that storm, that's when you need to take that time more than ever mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. refocus yourself that you say, no, you know, you re- get yourself refocused and and you're looking, you know, and our theme for Chosen Conference this um, in October is look up. Uh, because God gave me that word, because that's what you've got to do. It's like, I'm, my eyes are fixed on you. I'm looking mm-hmm. to you from whence my help cometh. My help and my hope is in you. And I will trust in you no matter what. But you're, you're, no, you're turning your focus off of your, the problems and things around you that you have no control and can do anything right. about anyway. Yeah. But the God of heaven who owns everything. Mm-hmm. is the only one that can do anything about it, then you're focusing on him and you're worshiping him and you're taking that time to to worship him, to pray and, and, and to have prayer, to read his word, to get his word, to again, bring those thoughts captives and, and to turn your mind toward him. You know, turn your eyes upon Jesus, right? Yeah, Looking at full yeah, and his that. wonderful. I love that song. Yeah, Looking at his full and his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light Amen. of his glory and grace, right? Yes. Well, I love yes. that story, that song. Yes. That I can keep. I sing, sung that hymn growing up, and it's still one that 
still right can come right to you. It so means, it will it mean something, you know. It you means know, and the something. thing with people of all different ages, sometimes we like a person might be listening, they go, Oh yeah, well, you say get away. I can't do that. I'll tell you my secrets of life. One of my secrets is is in the midst of my kids, because I I you know I have three, now they're all adults, but now I have my grandkids a lot. But when I had my little kids, I remember understanding that there were times that I really needed that moment with God. And I would seriously just go put my, I just go walk in the bathroom, lock the door. I would Mm -hmm. take two minutes. Sometimes we think they're saying something that I cannot do. I don't, I don't have, I'm going to, my kids, my life, my, and I'm thinking, but if you realize that actually you can do it at, at your job, say that something comes up and you just feel so disrupted in your spirit. Now you might not be able to run out of a meeting or run out of the situation right there, but you right. will be able to in a few moments, when are those few moments that you can't, and all of a sudden you go and you have that secret place, wherever it is that you are at your job, yep. your, uh, you know, your home that you have it. And you can take a two minute secret break with so God good. moment so good. to really center yourself up with God. Say, okay, God, I have two minutes, but, but it's, but it's for real. It's yeah. for real. I, yeah. like, I want to make sure that, you know, I just got disrupted and I realized yeah. that, you know, man, I was going, I, I had this disruption going on, but I just want to quiet myself in that presence and that peace of God. And, and you, you go, well, I, you, especially when a person has never done something like that, I guess I really want to encourage you that it's not, it's, it's not hard and you don't have to come up with some spiritual words that right. you have to do it. You it's right. God knows who yes. you are and yes. he loves the you of you. Yes. So when you say, well, I'm going to do it just like Wendy, or I'm going to do it just like Cindy. I'm like, no, now why would you do that? Because for no. one thing, you're not Wendy and you're not Cindy. You're you. Right. So, so you have that, that. I could, I have this one picture that I sometimes, I love the picture because my youngest son, Micah, who is now in the military, it is so cute because somebody was in the house and I had gone in the bathroom and Micah had laid down on the fo- on the floor and he put his fingers underneath the door. Well, he did that all the time at a certain point in my life, but I can remember his little fingers underneath the door. And I can remember I'm on the other side of that door because I realized all my kids that day I had, I was like, what? I am, I am like <laughs> irritated galore. You know, I'm not thinking the thoughts of God. I'm like, I'm not being fierce Wendy. I'm being, I'm being ferocious <laughs> you know, in the wrong way. Yeah. And I, thought, I need to center myself, you know? And, yeah. and, and I remember I, I, I made that a habit with my life, especially so the kids were little. Then of course, when the kids change, I don't have to go hide in the bathroom. I have all sure. the different secret places throughout sure. my home, but I also sure. had secret places at my job, you know, yeah. and I take the moments that I need to, especially when I find myself in that disruption, you know, there's a, there's a real sense of, ah, you know, you want to just get mad at everybody, you know, that that's, that's very important that we allow ourselves to drink in just the goodness of God. Now that's great for their times, but I would encourage everybody to get that, get a regular time that you let you and God have some time together. You know, you're reading the Bible, you're having some time just talking with God. You know, it says what you say you receive. Some people think that all they do is have to think. And I'm like, thinking is thinking, you know, speaking is, and it's important to speak in prayer that you speak what you're, what you're believing for. And you, you take that time to build yourself up, you know, with all the new smartphones, you can listen to the word, you know, you can listen on the bus drive, going to work. You can listen in your car. You can listen as you're yep. out just jogging your dog. You can put on your headphones and listen to God's word and really get 
get a really good balance of God's ways and God's word. And then, of course, I, I, I just think Christians that are not in their local church, I, I just want to say, this is not smart. You know, right. you know, the devil loves you not to be in a local of church. Of course. That's, yeah, to you separate, know, you. separate you. Separate you. Of course. Yeah, just separate, separate you. Well. Isolate you. Yeah. Yep. Isolate. Like church, separate. church, yep. church. And you go, Amen. well, my church isn't as good as that other church. I'm like, whatever. For one thing, no church is perfect. No, no one. No, no, no. No, they're no. not perfect because guess what? There are uh, we're imperfect people in there, so right. there won't right. be a perfect church. But you know, thank you so much for bringing up the point, especially uh, about you know to young moms and to thinking about oh well, how am I going to do that? Or I'm working and I have kids. That was so good, and thank you for bringing that up because it's like you said, anybody you can take a minute or two minutes. If you have to go in the bathroom or you get a break at work and you go to the bathroom at work, but just again, to center yourself. And so yeah. thank you for bringing that up. That's a great point. Uh, mm-hmm. And everybody needs to hear that because it isn't this special place and special words. It's got to be from you and from your heart that you're crying. And sometimes it's just crying out, Jesus, help me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's just that simple. And, and, you know, sometimes I felt my, I found myself so many times when my kids were growing up, cause I was in the car so much taking them that my prayer time was in the car, you know, yeah. because they'd be back there doing whatever they're doing, playing with stuff. And it's like, take the time you have whenever you have it and just use Amen. it because you're, because your mind is wondering in any way. So it's like, get your mind focused on, okay, I'm going to use this time for prayer, you know, or talking to God. You know, it was so funny. I remember uh, one time I was got so used to praying in the car that when they were home from school, you know, for holidays or whatever, it was like, I feel I need I'm missing my I need to go get in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go get my car so I can pray. (laughs) I'm so used to praying in the car. It was so funny, though. I was cracking up because I was I was taking them here, there and everywhere. And I wanted to have that time with the Lord that I was talking to him and praying with him and praying. And and I was like, okay, I'm just, I, I just got so used to it, but it was funny. It's that was fun. just one of those seasons. And yeah. as moms and as women, we go through seasons, lots of different kinds of seasons, you know? Yeah. And, and that's another thing you need to know. There's lots of seasons that happen out there and just be prepared and like, wow, well, this is new. I never, you know, I remember not, you know, a few years ago going through a season of, being the care, uh, the care person for like my mom or my dad and boy, nobody prepares you for that season. That Mm -hmm. was a different season, you know? So there are so many seasons you go through in life and being going, okay, God, this is a new season. How do I navigate this season? And what is this like? And how are you going to, how are you going to use me in this season? And Mm -hmm. how do you want to use me? And what do you want me to do? You know? And, um, it's really interesting about that. Um, the other thing, you know, I think you hit upon too is talked about fear. And I think this will be the last thing that we talk about today was just um, fear, you know, um, that keeps us from walking into that, what God has for us. And we've mm-hmm. seen so much of that uh, around us. I know you have, and so have I, especially mm-hmm. in the last, you know, year and a half, two years of fear, just trying to rob us of what God has for us and Ugh. to be these these fierce women that are not going to bow mm-hmm. down and cower down to fear. Right. You know, I think that people kind of think that um, that they have no control over fear and they have it just 
it just, it's, everybody's afraid. So I'm afraid too, because everybody's afraid. And it's just as what we are, as opposed to saying, you know, this says in second uh, Timothy two fifteen, it's God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And I think now with God said, he recognized that fear is there. It's not like yeah. I'm ignoring fear and that that is, right. doesn't exist. It does exist, but it says God didn't give us that spirit of fear. And I would say our globe has taken on a spirit of fear globally. Yes, there is such a spirit of fear that yeah. as a Christian, we have to really fight it because it is yeah. everywhere. It is, it, it, it is highlighted in a way that in previous years, yes, fear has always been there, but it's like, it's been highlighted in these last, this last year and everything is about, Oh my gosh, this will happen. This will happen. Oh, this will happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, all, and your heart gets all into it. And you're like, well, is it going to happen to me? Is it going to happen to my husband? It's going to happen to my children. It's going to happen mm-hmm. to my mother, my father, my aunt, my uncle. What about my friend? What? And all of a sudden all these things. And, and it says it over and over you, we watch the, we watch the same story on the news with, you know, an hour later, another hour later, another hour later. And it's all just to stir up that fear within. And the devil loves it because he says he would give us the spirit of fear. Yep. He would give us a spirit of depression and darkness and it can't happen. We as believers have to fight for what God wants us to have. And, and I say fight that it doesn't come by accident. No. believing God's way is not just for just, Oh, it'll just come on me or, Oh, they just got it an easy way. No, because the same thought will come through my mind that will come through your mind. And you have to decide when the thought comes through, they have to say, Oh no, that's not the God thought. I'm going to think the right. thoughts of God. Well, what are the thoughts of God? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's important to, even on your smartphone, you can look on your yep. little, click on your search engine and yep. put in there peace or joy yep or confidence or faith and look up these words in the search engine in your smartphone, which most of us have a smartphone, we'll download a Bible and you can look up these very, very easily. And you begin to start speaking those scriptures instead of allowing fear to dominate in your life. But fear wants to dominate. And so, and and I watch it all. I see it a lot in people's lives. I mean, the fact that everybody thinks we're going to die in a minute you know, mm-hmm. and that if, if everybody doesn't do one thing, you're going to all die in a minute. And the death yeah. is actually so, it's so fearful. And yet sometimes I want to say to Christians, now, listen, I mean, <laughs> you do know that you're, you are going to die. I mean, yeah, you everybody. are going to die. Yep. Everybody's yep. going to die. Yep. So let's, let's have, let's actually go, oh, okay, I'm going to die. Now I'm not going to die tomorrow. But you, but the devil has made you convince you that you're all going to die like tomorrow. And so there's this elevation of fear, but then we forget, wait, not only am I going to die, but I got heaven. I mean, heaven is my gain. And you know, the Bible teaches us to encourage each other as Christians with the promise of that hope. So it's almost like the Christians turned off our hope when we allowed the earth fear to dominate us instead of saying, wait a minute you know what? I'm not going to die. My family's not going to die by the spirit of God. We are strong and healthy by, by his stripes. We are healed. But you know what? Even if something really does hard happen to people that I love, the people that I know, guess what? I, I, my father died young. He was only 64 years old. The day that I got that unbelievable out of the blue phone call that my father was gone. And that's my age. He was my age when he died. This is the same 
literally, which is, it's, it's just shocking that when I think about how young that he was, when I got that phone call, the thing that was an absolute that got me through the extreme grief, my dad lived a mile from my home. I was super close with him. I, I mean, I, I just, I had a really good relationship with him. So it was a huge gap in my mm-hmm. life. The biggest thing that I realized, and I use it today is that, that I knew my dad was in heaven, dancing, singing, and having an amazing time. Did I miss him? I still miss him today. I still wish that he was here today. I think he'd be 98 or something like that. I still miss that he left early. But that fear that people are living with, I want, I I remember even when my dad died so young like that, I remember thinking, but I have the promise of heaven. He's in heaven. I'm not grieving that he's, that he's in heaven. I'm just grieving that I miss him. Sure. And I think that we, we've gotten so out of perspective of earth and heaven and, and we, and we forget to encourage each other with that amazing promise so that, so the devil cannot bring fear of death when we already have the hope of eternity. Of so then I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to fear death, but then I have to just decide. I am not going to allow the devil to dominate my mind. I'm not going to let fear dominate me with my children, with my husband, with my job, with my body, with, I'm just going to, and I'm going to speak the word of God instead of allow the devil to flood me with his opinions about everything. Yes. So good. Thank you for sharing that. That's so, so good. So powerful because it's always coming in again. That's why it's so important. We're talking about earlier reading the word. If you don't have the word of God in you from reading the word and staying in the word and quoting the word, then you're not going to have anything to pull from to overcome that fear because you're just going to believe believing all the lies the enemy, remember, wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Still, no, has, his app, it has not changed. What he wants to do, steal, kill, and destroy, is still happening every day. But if you believe that, if what he's saying, then you're going to be in fear, cower back, not live the victorious life that God has for you. When we have people all around us looking for hope, they're looking for hope, they're looking for encouragement, they're looking for, well, okay, well, Of course, I'm not ready to die either, but if I was, I'd still have to believe. I know my days are numbered. God says they're numbered in his book. So if I did, then my days were up and there's nothing. It wouldn't have mattered where I was or what I was doing. That still would have happened. And so let's encourage people to live the life and not and be. And we've got to be those hope carriers, right? Yes. And carry hope into them. And hey, you have a great future and a great hope. And we believe that God has this amazing life here. And then he has an amazing eternal life for you in heaven. So you can have both. Let's have them both, right? Let's get (laughs) everybody. Let's get them both. Well, thank you so much for spending all this time with me today. It means so much. I was when we were talking and I was so great to be with you and just uh, we Mm -hmm. were walking through the mall and shopping and just talking and, you know, just just girl time and catching up. And Wendy and I are Mm -hmm. like that. We can not see each other for a while, but then we catch up and I was like, man, I want to do a podcast. I want our ladies. And because it so blesses me to watch the Fierce Fridays, it's just this little nugget. It's a little, it's a nugget every week that you, again, it's putting the word because you always are speaking the word and truth and encouragement. And if you listen to that, that's one of those things you listen to and encourage yourself in. That's going to be good things you're putting inside. You're making those deposits in you. That's what's going to come out. Oh, well, I remember Wendy said this. That was a good thought. Yeah. <laughs> and the word of God says this. So thank you so very much for your I time. Love you, thank you. I love 
you. I love you. I can't wait till we spend some more time together. It was so Amen. much fun and had gorgeous weather too, which Seattle can rain, but it was gorgeous the whole time I was there. So, and she has gorgeous grandchildren. I so loved her grand, especially now Nora. Nora and I are besties because Nora's favorite color is pink. pink. And because, yes, so because Nora's favorite color is pink, chosen girls, you know that Nora would be my best friend. <laughs> so chosen girls, I know you're going to love and get so much word and encouragement from this podcast. I can't wait to see you next month. And hey, remember, Chosen Conference is coming up. Wendy's Conference is coming up in just a couple of weeks. But And she's got Christine Kane, and so do we at Chosen coming up in October. I can't wait to see you there. I love you, Chosen Girls. Have an amazing, incredible week. And remember, I love you. God loves you. He's for you. He's on your side. And you are Chosen. 